Hello everyone, and welcome back to another Tiger Project podcast episode. Today, we're talking with Mrs. Colombrat about Black portrayal in media and how it affects American society. First of all, welcome back. Thank you. It's <laughs> um, good to be back. <laughs> I know we talked about uh, Black portrayal in media briefly last year during Black History Month, but this year, since Ajdi um, is doing an in-depth uh, junior thesis on this topic we thought it would be really interesting to kind of dive further into black portrayal in media yeah nice awesome to be here so just to start us off in a few words how would uh both of you how would you sum up black portrayal in media black portrayal in media so i guess in american media black portrayal is often sometimes he has negative there's a lot of stereotypes that unfold in black media and that's what I hope we will combat in the future. And so um, I wanted to do my thesis topic on Black filmmaking because, like, it's a topic that's really important to me. And I'm also, like, I love filmmaking. And I just love film in general. And so I also wanted to shed light on, like, how Black people are portrayed in media because it's, like, often negative. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have questions for you, Ajadi, because I'm really curious. But um, maybe I'll ask them as we talk. Um, I'm with you. I think we get a lot of negative stereotypical portrayals. And I think it's interesting to think about, like, when I think about the course of my lifetime, I won't say how long that is on here. Uh, <laughs> when I think about that, I can see, I can feel, and more only more recently, like, that we've gotten some real nuanced portrayals. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad for that. And I hope that there's more. And I think that there's definitely not enough, but I'm, that the overall sentiment is negative. You're right. Or stereotypical. Um, but I do feel like, like I can think of several movies in the last few years that I'm like, Oh wow, this felt, this felt like a real human with like layers and nuance portrayal. That wasn't a stereotype. Yeah. Nowadays we get like a lot more representation than. Yeah. That too. For sure. That too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like the movies of my childhood did not have many black folk in them. If any, that I can think of that I watched, you know, as a kid. So you guys were talking a bit more about like how recently you've been getting more portrayal in media. Would you say that this kind of new wave of portrayal has been perpetuating stereotypes about Black people that are or aren't true? Hmm. I guess like in recent times, it's like it's a mix because you'll have people who aren't intentionally trying to like, um, like form stereotypes about black people but then they'll still like they'll present themselves anyway like for example you have like the common trope the black best friend trope yeah (laughs) yeah it's like it's very overplayed and it's it's very tiring to watch on screen and you also have like i talked about the the nanny stereotype yeah yeah and it's just which is an old one right it's an old one um and i feel like you know we i think we can probably point to a lot of really um like ingrained stereotypes, right? Like the violent black man hmm. still still shows up all the time. Um, you know, I think I think to Evan, I feel like your question is interesting because it's like I do think that there are, and I'm trying to remember. I recently, and maybe not that recent, but in the last few years, maybe Ajadi, you've encountered it. There's this great film that's like about it's like a black coming of age film. It's about like I think it's dirt biking in like Maryland or Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those movies that I think 
does a good job, like a good nuance. I can't remember the title. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. look it up in a second, but maybe does a good like nuanced job. But what I loved about it was like, there's also just this really beautiful love story in it of like just genuine, like teenage black love that I feel like you oh. also don't get. Yeah. You also don't see like in its full humanness, like without, and there is this part of the story is violent and there is like a gang piece. So it still feeds maybe some of these narratives that like are longstanding and that we have. But I did think this was one of those movies where I was like, this was amazing because it was such a, it felt like such a different kind of a film about black folk. Yeah. Like nowadays you don't really see a lot of black love in media. Yeah. Like that's why I loved this movie. Yeah. You often see like interracial marriages depicted, like interracial dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I just wish there was like more representation of black love. Yeah, actually that's really interesting that you guys are bringing that up because now that I think about it, that's something that I actually never noticed. But when I look at black portrayal in media, I'm actually I'm just noticing this now that a lot of times it's it's in like action movies such as Marvel or some yeah. sort of big series, but I haven't really seen many, if like a single uh, romance movie between two black people. That's just something that I haven't seen. Right. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think when I was at, so when I was in high school, um, Love Jones was like, was like this, it was like this, the, the like black, you know, romance uh, film and it's it's got like Nia Long and I think it's Tay Diggs it's like mm-hmm. definitely actors who at that time were like my crushes as a high school student um, that was like a love story that was like just straight up like a love like a love story you know broken up and gotten back together one of those kinds of stories mm-hmm. um, but it's I don't feel like I know many and and maybe I'm also watching way less movies now with kids than I ever watched but um, it's a it's it's true. I feel like I don't I don't know how many you've come across. Yeah, like I had to watch them for my thesis. So yeah, did you find any good ones? Uh, I know Love and Basketball. Like yeah, 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 yeah. That was a um, that was a classic. That's a but classic. I also want to mention like I feel like nowadays, Black love, uh, especially LGBTQ relationships, yeah. never depict, never portrayed, never depicted. No. It's it's very rare. Like the only Black LGBTQ plus film I can come up with is like Moonlight. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. It's just like both beautiful and painful. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Gosh, do you think Moonlight portrayed black queerness in a, in a correct way, or if oh, it was misleading? Definitely, I feel like it was very relatable to a lot of black gay men. Um, it was very heartbreaking to watch. It was like mm-hmm. it it was very painful, but it was also it was really yeah. heartwarming. Yeah. So. Aside from queerness, would you say black femininity and black masculinity movies are different from white femininity or masculinity? Oh, this is a very great question. Um, I do think so. I was also, I'm also doing my junior thesis on black femininity and black masculinity. And what I want to argue is that like black women in media are portrayed more as like the strong black women, mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. like the support characters, rather than like white femininity, which is like depicted as pure and soft, angelic, if that makes sense. Like it's almost as if black women are demonized in media. Yeah. Like you have the angry black woman like trope mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting you bring up I also think I always find it interesting to look at like what films get like uh, nominations for awards right and it's interesting like you see like i always feel like when the white woman is like 
not the the soft right like when when the like I think about like what's her face in monster you know like I think about all the films that that women win a white women win awards for or that even get nominated are often where they're not depicted in that way right like yeah. it's a sudden like oh my god they did something different yeah. <laughs> right oh yeah. they did something that's like seemed edgy or hard um I think that that's really interesting and I think it kind of it kind of feeds to your point right that that's not what we're used to seeing yeah. and yet we're very used to seeing that um from from the portrayal of black women right. I think you're right um and that's a whole other angle I'm sure that's interesting it's just like nominations and awards yeah it's my my personal exploration all the time yeah I did hear that black actors were snubbed for yeah. like, certain nominations compared to like white counterparts. Yeah, I mean it's crazy when you look at just like the history of who's been nominated, who's won, True. and for and who's up against who, and then who you know like those times. Like thinking about like all the movies Denzel's been in and then what he actually oh won God. for is fascinating. It's just like there's a lot of commentary to be had there about our culture and 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 what we how we see how we see black men or black women. Yeah. Yeah. Also, to add on, I know colorism plays a huge factor, cause um, I can't off the top of my head, I can't name like five dark skinned black woman actors. Yeah. And um, a lot of black women they get casted as like light skinned, Mm -hmm. like they have Eurocentric features. Absolutely right. Yeah, and it's it's heartbreaking. No, you're absolutely right. Right, and and there's. I remember that was a big deal. I think I was in college when Holly Berry got nominated for whatever the film she was in. I can't remember what it was called. Um, and maybe one. Um, and I think was like, you know, only the second black actress ever. Maybe the first. I can't remember what the, I, I can't remember now. But um, I remember all the conversation I know my my friends and I had about like, right, such a, such closeness to like such a proximity to whiteness, right? Like she's, yeah. She's also interracial. Like, there's all these pieces that, like, kind of made it an acceptable nomination and win. Yeah. But I think you're right. It's like, if you look, that'd be something interesting to see, too. Like, how many darker-skinned women actually get even nominated? Yeah. Going back to when we were talking about femininity, do you think colorism plays a big Mm. role in how women are portrayed? Definitely. Definitely. I noticed that, like, darker skinned black women they get portrayed as like more rough more like not even the main character more like the side story like the like the b-plot storyline compared to like light-skinned women black women who are also like yeah pretty and like eurocentric features and stuff trying to think of can you think of any movies like have you watched anything that you're like oh that's interesting really probably um i don't remember the title um waiting to exhale oh yeah, yeah that's an oldie but goodie <laughs> yeah that stars angela bassett yes yeah and um i guess like actually it stars like a whole lineup of black it's women, a whole but lineup all, of black women yeah. yeah there's four but then there's also like they're all medium like skin complexion mm-hmm. like medium to light yeah. there's no like dark skin you're right nope. yeah um I know I can't. I'm trying to think of like who. I guess the the person that comes to mind is like Lupita Nyong'o, right? She's one of our. Yeah. She's one of the first. I feel like dark skinned women to like actually get great acclaim for her acting. Yeah, that sounds like that's like the first person who came. Yeah. See, it's sad. I know. 
Um, how about black masculinity with colorism? I know that um, you were briefly mentioned. You briefly mentioned this, where um, women with lighter skin, Eurocentric features, are often seen as more feminine. Is that the same with men? Are they seen as more masculine if they have? Honestly, not. It's like it's actually not because um, I've learned that like I guess society they see like darker skin, they equate that with masculinity, like masculine. So it's just like basically I know that like. A lot of lighter women, a lot of like white women, they prefer like darker skinned men, and they like interesting. Yeah, yeah, darker skinned men. It, it's basically like seeing them. I don't, I don't really know why um, darker skin is more masculinized in society, but like I know I've read that like these lighter, these like white women, they prefer like and they fetishize black men. Like dark skinned black men and it's 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 very weird in comparison to light skinned black men. It's almost like they never they never pay t- they never pay attention to um casting light skinned black men in media, but like I guess their skin complexion is ignored. Interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting I I'm so it's funny you asked that question, Evan, because I'm like trying to I'm trying to do the kind of in my head like actors I know and what they played and it's it's hard without like really spending a time like making it. I feel like I want to write a chart almost. Um, but I think that's a really interesting question. Like, when does the your proximity to whiteness, right? Like Eurocentric yeah. features and lighter skin. Uh, like, at what point does that benefit you in this in this particular discussion, right? In this realm of film, um, and who gets who is like more desired for that, and who yeah. is, is is least desired for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's a really interesting question. I don't know that I I would have to. I feel like I need to think more about about movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is verging a little onto dangerous territory Uh-oh. here. But you talked briefly about fetishize fetishization. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that a lot of different. Uh, minority groups have faced mm-hmm. in media, um, especially in movies. Um, how do you think that affects Black media? So, I did some research on the Jezebel stereotype yeah. where Black women are portrayed as more sexually... Yeah. Uh, what's the word? They're, all, they're sexualized a lot, Black women. Yeah, yeah. They're seen as, like, exotic from different mm-hmm. cultures. They're seen as, like, you know... I've heard, like, stories about this, like, oh... Yeah. Had a black woman before. You know, like they like depict them as Yeah. Like, yeah. As an, an object and an yeah, and also an achievement. So yeah, so I feel like oh, and also from a young age, like black women, I I've read stories and like I know people like black women at a young age, they have been like sexualized compared to white mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. and also taking account to like bodies mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're often it's interesting, like and I can't remember the exact number, but it's true for men and for black men and women, uh, but it's a bigger a bigger jump for women. But they're perceived as older, right? Yeah. And then I think there becomes like a almost like a then like there's they're already sexualized. They're perceived mm-hmm. as older, and so like it even be, almost becomes more of an acceptance to sexualize somebody who you think is older. 
yes. right? Even when they're younger. So there's sort of all these things that play into it. and that those perceptions, like I think what's interesting and, and maybe what's dangerous is right that the media has so much influence on how we see our daily, our actual real lives, right? And the ways that we perceive real people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things that that comes up a lot, and I and I see this and I these are conversations I often have um kind of with other adults is like because we see because we perceive that like black folk are older than they are and there's something i think like for women it's like six years for men it's like four or five like it's a significant difference right if you think about like children in particular mm-hmm. um that then it like leads to all kinds of things like kind of expectations that are different behavioral expectations that are different consequences for like behavior that 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 fall along different lines than white kids, right? Because there's this perception that these kids are older and can handle more when the truth is like, it's really all our biases, right? So it's, it's where it's why media is dangerous, right? Because it, 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 it kind of ingrains in us these things. If we're not examining them, I always think like, if we're actually watching something intentionally, right? A lot, Ajit has been watching a lot of intentionally watching movies and really thinking about what's the, what is this teaching me? And I think there's a way for it to break down that bias, but but ultimately what's happening is we're, we're, we're consuming a lot without a lot of attention and that affects how we see people and thus how we, all kinds of things about how we live our daily lives. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think that makes black adolescents and kids see themselves? Do you think that makes them feel as if they have to act older or? Oh, interesting question. I, I'd say, yeah, Yeah. definitely. Like I have a younger niece, she's 12, but like her body is more mature. And so I feel like this has been ingrained in a lot of black children where they were like seen as older, as you just said, and they they will like resort to doing stuff like that isn't appropriate for the age, mm. for their age group. Yeah, I think it's I mean, I think it's interesting. I think also like you get a if, you, if you're perceived as older, then you might you know, there's all these other like fallouts, right? If you move, then you might move in circles that are slightly older. Yeah. You might get exposed to things that are, that are older, right? All of these things probably follow each other on some level. Right. Um, I kind of want to circle back to something that I talked about in the beginning of this episode, which is uh, about stereotypes. Um, obviously, stereotypes have been a big kind of presence in media for all groups um where do you think stereotypes for black people originated from and how do they affect the black community i think it goes all the way back to slavery where white people were doing everything to put black people down and so they'd introduce these stereotypes like criminal like criminalize black people say like oh all black people are thugs black people are loud they're ghetto they're etc etc yeah no i think i think i've been on to it right i think it starts it starts how else do you make it so like a group of people don't seem human right yeah. you have to you have to figure out and it sounds insidious and it is right like you have mm-hmm. to find ways to like belittle and 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 demonize and like minimize right all the ways yeah. that humans show up and you have to like begin to create these categories and then as people, even once people are freed, right, then there's the, like, how do we continue to figure out ways to contain and subjugate? We've got to develop all of these, right? We've got to, and it comes back to our media, right? Like, then the stories we highlight are the ones that fit our perceptions, sort of feeds itself, I think. So 
I think Ajani is right. It begins at the very beginning. And then as time moves on, we continue to feed certain narratives, right? And portray certain stories. It's why I think coming like back to your topic that like, and one of the, I had a question for you, which I'd love to ask at the end of my point, but Mm -hmm. it's why the media matters. It's why like having, having more nuanced portrayals of black people matter. Yeah? Yeah. Because like it helps break this sense of like, there's only these ways of being. Which my question to you is, Ajadine, I don't know this, so so I'm asking, I'm curious. Like, when you're doing your study here, are like, is, do you see a difference between um, stories and movies that are written and produced by Black folk versus white folk, um, and like how those affect the portrayal? I'm curious what you're finding around that. I really so I've been looking at a lot of Black movies by Black directors, so just Black cinema in general. I really want to take a look at how white directors depict black people more. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched all the movies yet, but um, I'm trying to think of an example right now. I, I don't know, like, do you have the Green Book? Yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that by a white director? I'm assuming so, but I legit, I don't know. That's just a terrible assumption on my part. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, I feel like black representation could have been better in that sense. Um, I know there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of movies, like, that depict, um, I guess the black struggle, you know, where it's like, oh, the, the black person always has to come back, always has to come from, like, a poor neighborhood, Mm -hmm. has to, like, have a single parent household, Mm -hmm. yeah, and just, like, it's, it's just, it's a tiring narrative, Mm -hmm. and I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of white directors, like, feed into that trope a lot, and yeah. yeah, I'd be really curious to see. I'm curious to see what happens when, and then maybe this, I don't know. I'm, I'm like so curious now, like what happens when a white director takes on a black written story, right? How to yeah. reverse. I just am really curious about that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. And I don't, I'm not a film buff. I just like TV mm-hmm. and movies and watch them, you know, when I can. Um, but mm-hmm. I'd be really curious about all those distinctions. Yeah. And also like these stereotypes, it's it's very bad for the black community because black people will see themselves being portrayed in such a way they're they're going to take that like back onto themselves and be like oh i'm this i'm supposed to be this or i'm supposed to act like this and such yeah no i think you're right like we internalize it's why all this stuff is so it's why it's so important to have right to want to have the conversation to like be a really intentional consumer of media to like kind of know that learn the language and the analysis because it's all you, it all becomes internalized right yeah. like we internalize the me- whether we intend to or not we internalize a lot of that messaging yeah and so in order to be able to combat it we've got to have we've got to be able to talk about it and we've got to like be able to see it right we've got to be able to name it right um so it's a cool project that you're on there Ajadi. by the way the movie from the beginning that i was talking about which mm-hmm. you should watch and i'd be curious about your take is called charm city kings i haven't heard of that one um and I feel like I saw it on Netflix. Um, oh, it's HBO. Oh. Um, and again, it's not perfect, and I think it does feed some stereotypes. But it's right. I think the portrait. I found that the portrayal of sort of this this black love, this teenage love, was really beautiful. Yeah, I feel like my number one goal, if I were to ever like be in the film industry, I would want to subvert all of these negative tropes about black people. Love it. I yeah. hope to watch some of your movies someday. You and Ellery are going to be watching all your movies. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I 
think that concludes today's episode. Hey, thanks for having me on. This was fun. I like the conversation. I did too. Thank you so much for listening and we really hope you enjoyed. We'll see you next time. Stay tuned.